The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Welcome. Hope you're having a great day. I'm super excited to have you join in this happy hour. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. I would love to hear from you. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired wow. to Health. You could follow me on Twitter at Inspired to wow. Health. That is I-N-S-P-I-R-E to Health. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine Giordano. So, and that is my little dog, Louie, saying hello to everyone as well. Um, So the topic of today's show is celebrating your colon health. You know, there's still a lot of shame and taboo talking about menstruation and a lot of things that happen to women um, by their female reproductive organs. Um, And even though there might be a lot of fart jokes that are out there, there's still not enough conversation about the importance of colon health, detoxification, and how that can impact teen uterus and your health. And it's not just for for women, it's for men as well. I mean, colon health is important for everybody. Mm -hmm. So tonight we're talking bowel movements, because a lot of um, energy movement with the sacral chakra and the root chakra relate to movement. And part of that our bowel movements. So we are very excited and very lucky to have Gayatri Martin, director of Celebrate Aliveness, with us tonight. And she's known as the duty diva who knows how to tango and deliver babies as well and is very um, much an energy healer herself. So you can connect with Gayatri Martin at CelebrateAliveness.com. Or you can call her at 212-725-1078 or 917-254-1548. So Gayatri, really happy to talk with you tonight. Great to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for inviting me, Lorraine, and hello to Louis also. <laughs> <laughs> he calmed down now. He's taking a little nap, thank goodness. Um, so in a couple of the other shows, I talked a lot about breathing, you know, taking in air and letting go. And I kind of think that, um, I think eating food is a way of receiving. It's a type of way that the body breathes and then pooping, going to the bathroom, detoxing our bodies is also an exhale of letting go. So, yeah. So I think that, um, I think for, for me personally, I never really thought that much about my colon, <laughs> my colon health, especially when I was feeling quite ill. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think it'd be great if we could start off with what role, based on your 25 years of experience um, as a detox expert, um, what role does the colon have? Regarding well, the colon, our health. The, the, the colon is the end, as you refer to the eating, you know, it's the end of the digestive process, which is to remove the toxins, remove the waste or what we don't need from the digestive process. So that's the main role of the colon, which is also called the large intestine. And that whole process starts with eating. So, you know, the, the, uh, the sequence for it to get to the colon is... Chewing, you know, selecting the food is one, that's a whole other subject, but once you've selected <laughs> the food, chewing and having the food interact with the uh, saliva, and then <clears throat> we swallow, it goes into the stomach where we have, you know, enzymes and hydrochloric acid, and, and then it goes from the stomach through um, to the small intestine going past the pancreas and the liver where we've got enzymes and bile and things going in. And then going through the small intestine, getting absorbing the nutrients, where it then goes to the large intestine. The large intestine absorbs water, manufactures vitamins, and moves the the waste along to form the stool, and uh, hopefully releases it in a timely fashion. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty intricate process, right? Yeah, it's one that we don't really think about how it's happening or. Um, what's involved in the in the process, and I find that a lot of people put a lot of attention on on the eating part and what they what goes into their body, but they don't pay. Uh, I'm not educated or very aware of how important the other. I kind of break it down into three stages. So it's like you know what goes in, the combustion or what gets absorbed, or not, and then what leaves. And there needs to be some correlation specifically mathematically, uh, with these three parts. Just like if you have a, a baby and you breastfeed the baby, the baby will usually have a bowel movement after every meal, every time they nurse. So this should continue as we go through life. That there's a, The digestive system is a processing plant, so it's important that the bowel movements, volume and frequency, have a correlation to the intake of nourishment. So you're saying whether you're 20, 40, 85, if you're eating three meals a day, uh, you should expect to have three bowel movements. That's the way the system's designed. But if that does not happen, then what you have slowly over time, or maybe not even so slowly, if it's something goes in and it doesn't come out, if you have maybe incomplete bowel movements, they're not really long and fat and easy and don't smell and don't need a lot of toilet paper, then you have accumulation. You've got stuff that's left behind. So slowly that builds up into the, in the colon. If it's not evacuated, you know, it's the right timing. And it kind of complicates things mechanically, besides chemically and a lot of other ways, because just the physical mass is preventing the colon from both absorbing water that the cells need, manufacturing the nutrients, and it becomes immobilized physically. And the body wants to stay alive. It's trying to do the best it can. So it says, well, what are we going to do with this? 
You know, it's like you're in the in the in the warehouse and you've got the shipment from the factory, but the but none of the deliveries go out, so you have to start kind of piling <laughs> the boxes up the wall. <laughs> say, okay, we got more stuff coming into the warehouse. We still got this stuff sitting here, and um, so that you know the the body has to tries to neutralize it. It keeps dehydrating it and compacting it, and it eventually becomes what I call what becomes called plaque, which I call petrified poop. And it's kind of too petrified to leave. And doing, you know, having another, going to the gym one more time or having another glass of water or eating, you know, salads and lots of high-fiber foods is definitely helpful, but that's not usually going to catch you up on what's left behind. Because it gets impacted, right, over time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've got more, you know, it's, it's, it's the removal of toxins. The colon's job is to remove toxins. And so the, you know, the, the waste, which is, which is not useful to the body, it becomes toxic. Um, so, yeah, if, it, if, it, if that's if sitting there, then your body is becoming, in, you know, in, intoxicated with toxins. So that affects many, all the organs, wherever the toxins are happening to be absorbed and accumulating. And, you know, this is something that, you know, there's membranes and the cells are interacting with each other. There's, there's not big walls between them. And the womb's right, you know, next to your, next to your colon. I mean, they're neighbors, so they're very closely attached or linked to one another. Very, very much so. Something that I often um, I communicate to to clients and particularly you know, my colonic clients is that the there's a, there's a correlation if you're in childbirth, you know that if you want to stimulate labor, you could stimulate the colon by doing an enema or some kind of you know stimulation to the peristalsis in the digestive system, and that because it's next to the uterus, of course, it's the baby in there, is it will increase the possibility of having contractions, and. Um, and the other side is that, you know, a lot of women who have menstrual problems or menstrual cramping, from my understanding, the cramping is that the uterus is doing its job, getting bigger, waiting for fertilization. That doesn't happen, so it releases the lining. And in that contraction, the colon gets stimulated, but it's in bad shape. It's got impactions and it's got gas and pockets and bacteria or maybe even parasites parting away in there. And it goes, it's trying to work and it goes into spasm and that's the actual cramping that a lot of women experience during menstruation. Yeah, because I've talked to different women um, in my practice where they're like, you know, I change my diet, I take you know, I do this, I do that, and I still have terrible cramps. So they just resign themselves to feeling like I just have to live with bad cramps. I've done these 15 things. But then mm-hmm. for the ladies listening out there, if you do suffer with bad cramps, consider your colon. Consider that you might have some stuff backed up in there that's impacting, you know, your cramps on a monthly basis. Exactly. So, you know, doing even just doing abdominal massage you know, as a, as a short-term issue or doing anything that you can do to increase your bowel movements. A lot of women have a pattern, and, and it can be related a little bit hormonally, but these systems are designed to work. Menstruation is not meant to be a painful experience um, or, or, you know, very heavy bleeding, and these are not normal indications of, a, you know, normal menstruation. 
And so can you talk a little bit about the signs that our body kind of gives us, whether it's like our skin or some of the visual cues or even just some other cues that our body shares with us to give us a heads up? <laughs> yeah, well, I think, the, you know, one is the, the just what does your poop look like? And it's very important to look at your bowel movement. You know, how often are you having a bowel movement and what does it look like? How difficult is it? Um, then, yes, the skin is definitely... A, uh, the next biggest organ of detoxification, and so that often any skin problems, you know, related to uh, the toxins not being able to leave the way that they're designed to, and so coming out through the skin. Body odor is a big sign for that. You know, funguses and infections, vaginal infections, bladder infections, yeast infections. These are all. Uh, problems with the levels of friendly bacteria, which get overwhelmed by the toxins in the colon. Um, and the other thing is just physically the size of your belly. You know, the organs in the pelvic cavity or in the abdominal cavity, in the abdominal cavity, are the small and large intestine, you know, and your kidneys and adrenals at the back. And, you know, lower is the bladder and and the, and the uterus is not, not pregnant. So whatever your belly's looking like, as far as size and relationship to the rest of your body, that can be a very um, obvious indication of how much accumulation you have in your, in your intestines. Yes. Mood is, you know, toxins, you know, you're going to have low energy, can affect the hormone production, um, anything where there's, you know, if you don't have sufficient bowel movements, you have, I call it, accumulation. And many women have these other things that are about excess or accumulation, like, you know, cysts or things like that, where there's excess fibroids. Fibroids, yeah. Um, these, are, these, are, these are also not normal. They may be common, but they're not normal. This is not an indication that your reproductive system is functioning normal. Your heart attacks are common, but there's not a normal way that that is supposed to be functioning. Now, why, you know, I think we're living in interesting times just because of all the, the stress, you know, everyone's on the go, 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 very, mm-hmm. you know, doing a lot, maybe not sleeping enough. And then there's so many chemicals bombarding our systems, whether it's the mm-hmm. food that we eat or the... Um, or the daily products that we use. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on on why our colons might not be working the way they're designed? Um, well, you can, you know, it could be happening at any point in time. I think there's a lot of programming around the digestive system that happens at birth. You know, and just, you know, they, they, when we're born, first thing should be uh, welcoming warm touch and care, skin contact, and pretty soon after being born, the baby wants to eat, and you have the mother has the colostrum. So any inter- the baby's instinctually going to eat when they're hungry and stop when they're full. Right? They're gonna, well, they're gonna, right, yeah. They're going to instinctually demonstrate that they are hungry and actually... The, the programming about eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're full can be influenced quite a lot by how the parenting goes, what the beliefs are, the current beliefs. It's like, okay, no, the baby has to cry it out. Well, the baby learns to disconnect from that and disconnect from 
that hunger sensation in the eating. So it can be disturbed kind of anywhere along along the line there. And the, as you said, you know, the stress and uh, besides the intake of whether it's dairy, whether it, we're taking in hormones, we're taking in pesticides, we're taking in toxins, not only we're not getting rid of them, but we're actually adding to the load with the different kinds of food we eat, and particularly antibiotics and, and, and hormones are influential in the digestive system, you know, if you're eating reproductive foods like milk and eggs. Um, and many people don't really know the significance. You mentioned sleep, that, you know, we should be not eating three hours before we go to bed, ideally going to bed, you know, by 11. And same thing, (laughs) waking up when we're refreshed. These are kind of very fundamental things, but things I've struggled with in my life. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, how many people do you know who drink the right amount of water for their body, who go to sleep when they're tired and wake up rested, you know, who eat when they're hungry and stop when they're full. These are just basic things, you know, life-supporting things we need to stay alive. Um, and when they're, they're breathing, you know, it's, it's uh, breathing. So I think there's a, there's a lot of factors there, um, you know, and how, how we relate to bathroom habits. Did anybody in your family talk about going to the bathroom? You know, a lot of women, particularly, we're not supposed to smell, we're not supposed to fart, and we're, you know, and they, you stay over, you have a boyfriend, and you're embarrassed to go to the bathroom, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. I know. That, um, you know, it's really involved here, what the influences can be. So, a lot of learned behaviors. We're, yes, we're coming up on a break, but let's pick mm-hmm. this up Uh, in a couple of minutes when we get back from break. Awesome. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everyone. We're back on the Womb Happy Hour. This is Lorraine Giordano, your host, and we are having a very illuminating uh, conversation with Gayatri Martin from Celebrate Aliveness, talking about colon health and how this impacts feminine health, and not just feminine health, but health for everybody, for the guys too. And um, Gayatri, I'd like to pick it up. Uh, We were talking about, you know, why our colon's not working the way it's designed. And let's pick it up with stress. We were talking about stress. You know, people use the word stress so often, but it's such a nebulous word. But it has a big impact to our bowel movements and our overall health. So, Yes, huge impact to our overall health. And there's really, um, you know, if we go with the the vagal nerve system, there's like relaxed social mode. So so that means that you have, you know, you make eye contact, you're in conversation, you're kind of calm and relaxed and enjoying yourself and you're not stressed out. And then the, you know, if there's a, if there's a little bit, um, and we, we don't maybe even be consciously aware of how the body is responding to these things, also because we're just very accustomed to it, just noise and activity, somebody's comment, we kind of go a little bit on kind of amber alert. And so the, the, the nervous system is like, oh, is this, is, am I safe here? Basically the nervous system is like, am I safe? Do I matter? So the minute we get a little message that we may not feel that way, the um, you know the stress hormones start to produce and and the body's like waiting to to see you know is it, it, do I need to go into fight flight or freeze if I'm not in relaxed social mode. So the the minute that process starts to happen, there's a decrease in oxygen and circulation and enzyme production in the whole digestive system and motility. Because the body's now saying, okay, we, you know, it's like having money in the bank. It's like, well, hang on, I might need it to, <laughs> the car's making a noise. I'm not going to spend it right now because I need to, like, maybe I might have to fix the car. And so it's Mo- waiting to see if it needs to move that energy somewhere else. Right, and motility is all about movement, moving forward. Well, yeah, right. Well, you have your motility, we have the, the, the um, involuntary peristalsis you know, which does come from chewing, and that, you know, is what's moving the food all along. That's why when the food goes in, everything moves to the next stage. Something should go to the end. We squat, we have a big, you know, fat, easy bowel movement. So there's the peristaltic action. So the nervous system is, um, the enteric nervous system is influenced by the stress hormones, and it will shut that down because it needs that energy. You don't want to be, you can't be digesting food and running away. Right. So, the, so it, it shunts that energy. It says, oh, wait a minute, this is not the most important function for me to be doing right now in the body. I'm going to move the energy over here into the muscles because we might need to run or we might, you know, or I might need to fight somebody. Or you go into, you know, complete, you know, kind of semi-comatose where you freeze. So this, this, many people wake up like this. They wake up and they're thinking they're stressed, they're rushed, they're, having, they're tired, they're, they've got to drink coffee to get going and, they, you know, maybe they eat something, they don't eat something. 
So the, this is this is affecting your, the digestive system the whole time. Maybe sometimes yeah. for many people they don't. There's no moment in the day, even when they're sleeping, that they real their nervous system is completely resting. And I think that, um, you know, when I I experienced dramatic, I mean, when I say dramatic, it's in capital letters with a million exclamation points, constipation at different points in my life. And, um, uh-huh. you know, I think that was tied to my stress levels, but also my body shutting down. So I had endometriosis mm-hmm. with tons of adhesions, um, severe mm-hmm. cramps, I mean, just and my flow was, so I think I was so stressed out that my body was really just trying to tell me, you need to relax. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, um, what I found at just for, for full disclosure, everyone out there, um, Mm -hmm. I enjoy a good colonic from time to time. And I believe Gayatri is very, she's very supportive and very, um, very nurturing because you are in a vulnerable situation, right? Mm-hmm. But she she is a, a pro. And for those out there who are squeamish and are like, I would never get a colonic, um, you know, I do think it's as scary or as maybe uncomfortable as it might seem. If you think about if you have petrified poo in your system for a long period of time, what kind of impact that's having on your system. So mm-hmm. Gayatri, like based on your your over 20 years of experience doing detox and helping people, um, you know, release their, their poo, um, mm-hmm. why would you recommend a colonic? That was my take on a colonic, but, you know, as the expert, why would you recommend a colonic to someone out there who might feel a little squeamish? Um, well, I... I I, I've yet to meet a person who, even somebody who has three bowel movements a day, um, to who really doesn't feel some effect of of feeling tired, of being cranky, or you know, um, just their hormone levels uh, doesn't want to have a, a a more comfortable stomach, a flatter stomach, acid reflux, all of these kinds of things, along with this feeling more complete when you have a bowel movement and feeling like really quite ecstatic after you've had the, had the bowel movement. So I think for just physical and emotional comfort and the detoxification effect, I guess most people when they detox and get more toxins out of their colon and one of the great strategies for that is doing colonics, they have more energy and they, they have better mood and it's easy to make decisions and you're not... Uh, in a in a stress situation, it's better I, hormone production. I completely agree. I rem- uh-huh. like it's kind of such a upper, it's such a natural upper, <laughs> a certain sort of clarity and a lightness, right. and a just mm-hmm. like a woohoo, a kind mm-hmm. of sense of like I feel good. It's, it's um, like a weekend for your digestive system. You know, if it's overstressed and it's overworked, and you take some of the stress load off. Or kind of like getting a, either taking taking a day off or getting an assistant. It's like, oh my god, okay, yeah, you have some relief, literally, and and physically, um, be, you know, because it takes a lot of energy dealing with the toxins, and it's you know, it's your your immune system often pays the price 
along with, you know, what's being absorbed from the colon, if your colon's congested, your small intestine's not going to be doing crash heart either. It's going to have food sitting there too long, and this is where absorption happens. Never mind what we're putting in. If you're putting in, you know, coffee and sugar and alcohol or drugs or medications and tap water and things that decrease, you know, mechanically decrease the, the friendly bacteria, that leaves spaces where the, the friendly bacteria are really the regulators of what goes into the blood. So if, the, if, they're, uh, if, they, if, they, if they're compromised, either from the stress or, or physical things that we're ingesting, then they can't keep up the production to stay on top of the, 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 the unfriendly greebly guys who are always there. They're used in the fungus and that are there, but they should only be about 20% of the population and kept in check by the friendly bacteria, um, which we have in both small large intestine. But they're kind of the doorman, you know, they say, okay, yeah, we need this nutrient today. You can come into the bloodstream. But if there are spaces in the, in the, in the, in the fence or the doorman is not at the door, any old thing can go in. So now your immune system, instead of just dealing with regular, you know, metabolic waste, it has these things going in that, that you know, this is where often people get allergies and sensitivities and again, they stay focused on you know, what they do or don't eat. And, um, and the, the immune system is just overwhelmed. It's just, you know, like a little hamster in the wheel, just doing triple time there. So when you do a colonic and you get some toxins out, it frees up the small intestine to start cleaning up. And I always suggest, you know, having a multifaceted approach. Like we said, you know, when getting enough sleep, work on your stress or at least have a, have a stress break or relaxation counter activity physically detox, put good things in from the top, and, uh, and you know, friendly bacteria, and drinking water. Drinking water is so important, right, to stay hydrated. But what about certain foods? Like, you know, as far as, do you recommend any particular vegetables are better than other vegetables, or certain plant-based foods, or, you know, for all the meat eaters out there, what, what's your... What's your take on, like, pork and beef and... For me, I find just, I don't care whether you're, whether you're two or five or 50 or 85, you know, nobody, nobody likes ha- having less of anything. So I always suggest to first, you want to add what's missing. So instead of thinking about, maybe you, you can think about taking some things away and that's okay, but... First, are you really drinking enough, drinking enough water? Are you eating enough fruit? Are you eating enough vegetables? Are you eating enough naturally occurring fiber foods like whole grains, beans, nuts, seeds, seaweed, fruits and vegetables? So start increasing the percentage of your diet that have naturally occurring fiber. Don't drink water when you're eating. Chew your food. Because like a house, your colon's you know, like the like you're putting the roof on the house. If the foundation is crooked, the roof's not, you know, it's going to be skewed. It's not going to work as well. So by by focusing on what you're what you're ingesting, usually you're gonna you're gonna start to alkalize the body more. When we have a lot of toxins, it's more acidic. And then you want the you know your body's like, oh yeah, let's have some coffee, let's have some pizza, let's have a croissant or whatever a Danish or something. And it it kind of gets into a little loop. So 
So green vegetables, of course, are you know the closest to, to the chlorophylls very close to the red, uh, red, red, uh, the blood cells and composition. I'm not a chemist, but um, <laughs> and very oxygenating. So anything green is fabulous. And you know, if you want to be more efficient about it, just juice, either juice or blend. You know, make smoothies, and you can put fruits and vegetables together. And uh, make sure that you swish it around so it also has contact with the saliva. This is really important as well. So, yeah, the first thing with ingesting stuff is to drink enough water, keep the water and food separate, and increase your, your fiber. And often, and juicing, if you, if you do that you know, for a period of time, usually your body's going to start to want more of those things. You get a little more alkaline will increase the function of the whole digestive system. And, um, and, and for a lot of people, will just right away have an impact on your evacuations. Yes, and I think for a lot of um, women out there, I think also what's not talked about enough is how much digestion, I mean, I think there's more information out there now than there was, but how that whole process of digestion, especially the releasing, um, impacts their hormonal, the female hormonal balance. Um, right, well, mm-hmm. And so how that impacts, I mean, we touched on it, but like as far as their periods, as far as their um, their fertility, as far as even the health of their baby when they, they have their babies. So, Absolutely. Um, well, and that, you know, we've got, you know, you have a, the labor and the birth, the pregnancy and the labor and the birth. When you go into labor, there's, just before you go into labor, you have a, you know, you usually have some diarrhea, which is the, the, the system's natural way to clean out any, any left behind fecal matter and, you know, in the, in the rectal and anal area for the baby to come through. But that's not going to fix months or years of, of accumulation or constipation. So that can also make the labor more painful and, you know, and, and longer. The baby's going to fight its way past a bunch of poop. But, um, you know, but, but when you have toxins in the body, you know, the liver is a major manufacturer of hormones, and it's uh, filtering the blood. So if you have toxic blood, it's just not going to be able to work as well in manufacturing the hormones you need for reproductive health. And that's a big statement, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's so important. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, live, live, we need to live for a lot of things, but, but it, you know, that's one of the major hormone producers along with, you know, having enough fats in our body. Yeah. And it doesn't relate to just down there, it, it relates to breast health as well. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Again, accumulation, you know, things that, that, are, that are there and the stress. And what we're, you know, is not maybe kind of related, but, you know, you've talked to mention about toxins that we take in, um, you know, whether they're things that are added to food or pesticides or, or hormones, um, things like that, and the, the stress. But that, uh, that's going to affect all the hormonal systems in the body. And... Um Going back to the water for one second, because I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, working with you, you reminded me, and I learned this a while ago, and I think I kind of forgot or got off track, but as far as 
drinking water while we're eating, um, Mm -hmm. how that impacts our digestive process and waiting to drink water, the benefits of that. Yeah, as I you know, as I mentioned, the the also the health of your teeth can influence your whole digestive system and your colon and your everything. But the um, chewing, if you, what usually happens, most of us is like, why do we need to drink water when we're eating? First, the food should be tasty enough that you want to just taste the food, and chew it long enough so it's broken down mechanically. There are, I remember reading this many years ago. It's like, you know, there are no teeth anywhere else in your digestive system. There's not some backup teeth in your stomach. So if it doesn't get broken down by your teeth in your mouth, it's not going to happen later on magically. <laughs> and the saliva is an important part of the chemistry of the breakdown of that. It signals that, you know, the, what enzymes you need, what food you're eating, just like if you, you know, when you think about sucking a lemon, then your, your mouth releases saliva. It's like preparing your body to digest that food. So that's, um, that gets interrupted if you just kind of go chomp, chomp, wash it down, chomp, chomp, wash it down. You're also not giving the stomach a chance to communicate when it's, when it's full because you're adding this water to the, to the, to the equation. And you're diluting, if your enzymes are even getting released, if the saliva isn't getting released in the first place, you're diluting whatever is there. And the water now is not a hydrating medium that can help move things through your digestive system and get absorbed, but it's now mixed up with the food, so it's like soup. So it's fascinating, out, right? Yeah. Five minutes before, or at least you know half an hour after, and drinking water in between meals, that right right away that can help a lot of digestive problems, whether it's indigestion or acid reflux. You know, you know, constipation as well. It's just let's, you know, get the water moving things along as it's going, being absorbed, instead of messing it up at the beginning. That's that's and enough valuable information. Yeah, and again, not not on the tip of everyone's tongues. Not not like you think about that in your day to day often. Um, mm-hmm. So we're coming up on a break, um, and so we'll continue our conversation with Gayatri Martin of Celebrate Aliveness when we come back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. 
Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour good evening hi we're back on the Womb Happy Hour, this is Lorraine Giordano. We're chatting with Gaia Trudy Martin from Celebrate Aliveness. She's sharing a lot of valuable information on colon health, but so much more than that. Um, so, Gaia Tree, um, let's get into how can you have a, a healthier, for our listeners, how can you have a healthier, better functioning colon? And therefore, for the ladies out there, uh, healthier uterus or team uterus, all those mm-hmm. lovely organs around there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we've covered covered uh, several elements of you know the, the the things that go in and how they go in, which is the first third, which is the, the water, increasing the fiber quantity of your food. Uh, we talked about stress, and I think this is important, how we eat, are you eating at your desk, are you making time to nourish yourself and feed yourself so you can get energy from the food. You mentioned breathing, I think it's really also very helpful to just breathe and take your time when you're eating and uh, to not rush, and if you have only a certain amount of time, well then eat slowly and get in the food that you can get in that amount of time as opposed to having this arbitrary quantity of food that you think you need for a meal. You're going to get more from that well-chewed, well-digested food than you will from overwhelming the system. So that's kind of, you know, what's going in, drinking enough water. Um, Supporting the systems that are already in there with, you know, enzymes or probiotics, hydrochloric acid, um, fiber, maybe even extra fiber if, you, you know, your system needs extra support and help. So taking care of a little bit there of the of the breaking down absorption process, and then all of these things will feed into the into the large intestine, and you know we get uh, it's something that I've worked on for a long time is just really just being able to listen to my body whether it's you know the emotions but just like what are what are the little signs that we need to go to the bathroom? It's so okay. important. I'd be working just to pee. I'd be like working on email, like, oh, well, I, and I get an urge to pee. And I'm like, oh, okay, but mentally, a part of my brain's like going, oh, well, we're just going to finish this and this and this. And I'm like, well, eventually I'm going to have the bees. So why don't I just go now? So this happens, uh, you know, that following that instinct and following the, uh, to, to have a bowel movement, then is really important. Because if we don't, your body's going to, first of all, has to like hold on to the stuff that is ready to let go off. And, and it just stays there. And then some more comes along. Um, so embarrassment about having a bowel movement, um, 
And I think this is where the guys, we really, really, you know, need guys. <laughs> and, you know, if you're listening and you have a partner, then, um, you know, talking about these things when you're in a relationship, being concerned if your partner has good colon health. You know, do they, how, how are they doing? What can you do to support each other? We've been doing abdominal massage, just making it comfortable uh, for your person to be able to relax and have uh, a good evacuation. Um, I have a, a, a spray called Smell Smasher that, you know, you can spray before or after or during a bowel movement if you're in public. I think that can be, you know, use strategies if you do have some concern about your work environment or friends' environments, um, but everybody's, you know, all the happy people are pooping, so, you know, your boss <laughs> is pooping, the secretary is pooping, everybody's, you know, pooping, so. Um, I think so, it's the great you know, equalizer. It's kind of like when Marsha so. well, okay, so. Brady, sorry, when Marsha Brady was trying to, from the Brady Bunch, I digress for a second, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. when she was nervous and imagined you know, her instructor naked. I mean, everybody poops. So I think it's a great equalizer. <laughs> and everybody's yeah, poop smells. So yep, that's right. um, mm-hmm. no need to be nervous about it. <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> so for the people out there who are like, crap, um, I have a lot of poop inside me that needs to come out. What do you recommend? Like, is the theory, and that was a pun, um, how can I catch up on past bad habits, you know? Um. I, yeah, I think having a multifaceted approach, you know, the, the more things you, you do and the more angles you approach it from, the quicker you're going to see results. So, you know, I suggest, you know, colonic's a great way to, to get started. It often alleviates a lot of the acidity. Um, we've talked about the, the diet and you know, adjusting your lifestyle routine with, with the sleep and, you know, having a way to de-stress. I use neurofeedback to train, kind of train my brain to be in relaxed social mode. And I also suggest that people do some kind of reset cleanse. You know, I have a six-day reset cleanse, which you can use do with fasting. When you don't eat, all the energy now, all the energy can now go into detoxification. So you juice, do fiber shakes, you could do enemas or colonics. I have people do the cleanse who do neither of those and still have very good results. But you've got to get that plaque out. Anytime that you're cleansing, cleansing for me is when you are um, removing dirt. It's when something's clean when you've removed the, you know, the dirt. So often people come in, they've been juicing, and they're on what they call a quote-unquote a cleanse. And I say, well, how many bowel movements did you have? They come in for a colonic or talking in um, life coaching or somewhere, and, and I, they say, oh, really, I didn't really go at all, you know, and they've been three days juicing, and I'm like, well, this is not a good use of your time and energy if stuff's not coming out. It's wonderful that you're not eating because you're now resting the system so the cells can start cleaning up, but you want to really see that plaque come out, and it's like, it's usually big chunks of poop. It's, sometimes it's black, sometimes it's gray, it's kind of ropey looking, and this is what's on the walls of your colon. You get down to that, I mean, you can just completely, like, you know, reinvent yourself. <laughs> it's really a big shift. And reinvent yourself with habits, you know, whether, you, whether you're doing something too much or not enough, whether you're you know, drinking or eating or not exercising, whatever the, the habit is that you'd like to adjust, then, you know, by, by 
taking that little break and cleaning up what's, you know, being left behind, you can really kind of reset your whole, your, your life. And Pretty powerful. Work, mm-hmm, continue working after that to rehabilitate your colon. You know, it's, it's not, didn't get this way overnight. And we have a daily, you know, each day is a new day with, that, with whatever's going on, with the, what we're eating, what, how much stress, jumping in a plane, you know, the Wi-Fi. It's just a lot of variables on a daily basis. So, you know, having a, a kind of maintenance program. Some people do things, do a cleanse every three months, every six months, once a year. You know, they can uh, do even just taking, you know, I, I suggest, Something that's doable, three days a week, maybe three days a week. You, you try and you know eat no sugar, no flour products. Do a gallon of water a day, you know, with separate to the food, and maybe do some kind of relaxation for your nervous system. You can do a massage on your belly, and the other thing we didn't talk about is you know squatting is the original position for having bowel movements, and babies often. Because, you know, before there were chairs and toilets, that was a, that squatting is a resting position. So it stretches out the back, it stretches all your, your leg muscles, it keeps your joints flexible, and it's the most um, kind of ergonomically designed position to have a complete evacuation of your intestines. That's a really good point. And you don't see that going to bathrooms in the United States often. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a few times the massage. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend just a, a quick, like, what kind of massage can someone do to, to themselves? Is there a certain circular mm-hmm. motion that you recommend? Yeah. So if you look, if you look down at your belly right, and you go, like, just inside your right hip bone on the right, that's where the beginning of the large intestine is where it meets the small intestine. It's called the cecum and the appendix at the bottom of that. So if you go up the right side, just, just under your rib cage, that's the ascending colon. You go left across kind of your waistline, that's the transverse colon, turns and it goes down the left side, and that's your descending colon. Then it's going to come behind, actually coming in now behind the small intestine, behind the uterus, towards the back with the cecum and going towards then down the middle and the back, obviously, to where your anus is, which is with the rectal part of the large intestine. <laughs> Excuse me. So if you look down, you imagine like your pubic bone is 12 o'clock and your sternum is 6 o'clock. You can just go clockwise. And just, you know, you can just do circles. Uh, you could put castor oil on or any essential oils. You can go starting in that, that kind of 2 o'clock position, press down, and, and just do some little circles. Notice how much I do this with my colonic clients because we need to get in touch with our belly. People think, oh, your colon's your enemy. It's like, oh, why doesn't my colon work? And, you know, why is my belly like this? And it's like, well, this is our gut. This is our, this is our, this is our guidance, really. So listening to it and being kind and compassionate and uh, making friends with it, it's going to be helpful. And, uh, you know, self-talk and um, uh, positive, That's great. positive affirmations. You know, I used to, it was a big shift for me mentally because it struggled, you know, I did clinics and doing all many of these things with my own struggles. I have scoliosis in my lumbar, so the nerve endings there 
uh, probably don't innovate the organs as well. So, you know, moving, we talked about moving before with you, moving, we're supposed to, human beings are supposed to be moving like all day. We're not supposed to be sitting for long periods of time. But, um, you know, this moves the lymph and it affects a lot of the functions and breathing and all of these things. But, um, lost track there a little bit for our say, but the, the, um, you know, keeping your spine moving and bending it and, and making different movements in your spine is also going to help, as does the breathing. You know, when you have the diaphragm moving up and down, that's kind of a little massage for your internal organs as well. So you can add to that with this, mecha- you know, with this external massage. You know, and if you've got a child or an intimate partner or even just a family member or a friend, just touch is a very, very healing basic human need. You know, we have a basic human need for touch. So whether you're, you know, touching your own belly or giving your uh, a friend a, a little belly massage, it can be very helpful and very relaxing. And coming back to the nervous system, having a, having a little... A rest. time out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you shared, um, and we talked about, you know, different things that could impact feminine health as well as overall health. Do you have any, um, I'm going to ask you two questions at once, but do you have any womb wisdom that you'd like to share with the listeners? And before I forget, how can they contact you um, for the spray or the um, detox mm-hmm. product yeah, that you have? The, the, the website is celebratealiveness.com and you can email me at info at celebratealiveness.com. Dot com. It's probably emails that are the easiest. If you want to uh, text, I'm happy to get, you can call, but, you know, texting sometimes easy for a lot of people, 917-254-1548 here in America. Um, um, you have to, and then, oh, go, go, sorry, go ahead. The contact information. What was the other part of the question? Oh, the womb, the womb wisdom. You know, I think just... Um, it's really about about listening listening to your body and owning all of the functions you know making making friends with with everything that's part of being a woman you know having a colon and, and um having self acceptance which includes the fact that you you have a bowel movement and you know that we bleed and Sometimes it's messy. Not, not, not enough time, maybe for the for, for this for this story. But yeah, that we have we have choice, and then we have a lot of power. You know, the, your womb is can create an, an grow an entire new human being. It's a very powerful thing that um, that we have the choice to make. I had a um, an experience, kind of totally related to to the colon, but. You know, we've well, had definitely women, you know, I had one woman who was menstruating heavily for like three weeks of the month, and the doctors were like going to just give her all these drugs and things, and I said, well, you know, really, if you're not going to take this, we can't really help you, and, and her menstruation went down to one week just by doing one colonic. Wow. You know, and just kind of connecting into that part of her body. And, you know, you, you mentioned kind of down there, it's like Mama Gina says, you know, get a mirror and... Look at your pussy and make friends with it and love it. You know, it's 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 often we have these parts of ourselves that we don't accept. So my womb wisdom would be have 
become aware of that and have conversations with those parts, whether it's your womb or your colon, your menstrual cycle, your breasts, your belly, your you know, face. All or, of you, yeah. Yeah, all of you. And just have, you know, compassionate kindness towards oneself. Gayatri, thank you so much. We're going to be winding down, but thank you for sharing so much valuable information about colon health and feminine health. And um, I'll have to have you back on at some point to talk about your experience doing tangos because there's a lot of information in that as well. (laughs) Yeah, different roles. So, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me, Lorraine. It's been wonderful. And I hope that really it's contributed in some way to people's well-being and, uh, and health. Yes. So thank you very much. Gayatri Martin, CelebrateAliveness.com, info at CelebrateAliveness.com. You can find her there. You can find me at InspiredToHealth.net. And you're listening to Lorraine Giordano, your host on the Womb Happy Hour. Hope everybody has a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.